Hey, it's Tom Kradza. And on this episode, we have Dr. Pete Angarilli. We're really excited to have him on the show. But before we get to that, I just want to let you know that if you want some real estate training specifically from Rockstar, the best way to go about it, it's our introductory training class. You can get to that training class via this URL. It's CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. So that's www.CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. That's about a 90-minute class where Nick and I are both there. Um, we explain how we've helped investors over the last decade now, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of investors on thousands and thousands of properties, over a billion dollars in investment real estate at this point. So if you're thinking about investing in real estate and you're in the greater Toronto, Golden Horseshoe, kind of Hamilton area, you want to come out to our offices in Oakville, um, you can uh, come into the class. We do have limited seating in that class, so we kind of it's kind of first, uh, first come, first serve on the reservations on it. Jenny from our office will confirm your seat after you visited the, the, uh, the website and filled in your information. So that training class you can get to at this URL, CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. If you fill out that form, Jenny from our office will send you an email confirming your seat and uh, the dates for the next class in our Oakville office. And now on to the show. So Dr. Pete has been our family chiropractor, literally, literally everyone in my my uh, direct family, uh, myself, my wife, my 15-year-old son, my 11-year-old daughter. We all go to him at different uh, different times throughout the year, some of us more frequently than others. Um, I've been to several chiropractors over the years with some mixed results, except for Dr. Pete. He has been fantastic to me. So you'll, sh you'll hear sh some of that story. And I really didn't set him up for this, but I wanted to address some of the, the you know, a little bit of the controversy around the chiropractic care. I don't know why there are some people on the internet kind of uh, um, attacking it the way they do. And I just thought without really giving him much of a heads up, we just dived into that right at the beginning of the conversation. But if the reason that we have him here is because I personally and my family are getting direct benefit from chiropractic care. And I just wanted to share his message. And he's very passionate about the subject. He actually used to be a police officer for a couple of years before he turned into a chiropractor. And you'll, you'll hear more about that. But his passion for this oozes through in this in, in our conversation and uh he did a great job kind of just explaining the whole uh the whole profession and what he does for people so if you're thinking that you are not operating at maximum capacity if you're not living optimally this may be a component that you want to at least evaluate consider explore in your life we believe living life on your terms is checking out everything possible that may benefit you. And this might be for you. And perhaps maybe it's not for you. But at least through listening to this podcast, you'll hear a great chiropractor explain what it's all about. We have a fun discussion. Um, I really think so highly of this guy. So let's not hesitate anymore. Let's jump into the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Caradza. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, we are live. So is we were just talking. So is that, you know, in preparing for this, and I was just, we were just talking about the research that I did into chiropractic, and I was like, wow, there's some, there's some haters. But there's also some belief, like, I've had such good experiences. That's why you're here. And uh, have you always had to, do, does it come up? Like, do you have to defend your profession? Occasionally uh, I do. And we, we don't want to get defensive. We want to just give people um, information 
um, you know, give them the science, give them the rationale of why, you know, what the value is to them and let them make a decision, right? So we don't want to get into a, a situation where we're, you know, we're, we're fighting against people or against other people's opinions. Yeah, you just we, want to do your thing and let exactly. everyone – I agree with that. And, and anybody, you know, when having you, said that, I want to ask you a bunch of questions about what uh, I read. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I cut you off. What were you going to say? Oh, by I the just, way, by the way, you're li- I know you heard likely in the intro, but you're listening to Dr. Pete right now. So uh, hello. Yes. Rockstar world. Yes. Um, but yeah, so you have to kind of bring it up sometimes. Somebody might ask you stuff. People have questions about, you know, the science of chiropractic, yeah. um, the safety of chiropractic, the history. We. You know, I try to answer those. And as you know, Tom, we, when we have a new person come to the office, we don't rush them into care. First, we give them a really good experience in their exam, let them learn about how their body is functioning. And then we have, before we do any, any care with them, we have them come to what's called our doctor's report, where we really explain, you know, the science behind, well, first, how your body works, and then how, you know, the function of your spine relates to overall health. And what we can do. So we, we, we present some of the science behind it, um, some stories of, you know, what happens with patients. And then, of course, the person can experience in themselves if they if they get under care. I feel like I must have fallen asleep at school because I, I feel like I got to the age of maybe 40 without knowing anything about my body. <laughs> I didn't well, go to the gym. Like, I, I really didn't exercise. After, you know, I played a bit of soccer growing up. But then when that stopped in high school... Um, played a bit of volleyball in high school when that all stopped, didn't do anything from a, what would that be? The age of probably 18 does flag football count. We were, we, we were, we were the, me and a couple of buddies, we were the flag football champions in university for, uh, for one that year. So that, that count, that, okay, that count. Yeah. But we, I pretty much didn't do anything. Ball hockey, played ball hockey, little men's league hockey, okay. but nothing really serious until I was a pretty much 40. Right. And I feel like in the last five years, I've learned more about nutrition and thanks to people like yourself, just how my body works. Do you feel like in school, we're not getting taught how just like we're getting taught, we're getting taught math and we're getting taught English, but we're not getting taught really how our body works or did I just miss those classes? You, like no, I know there's right. biology, like right. I know there's biology classes in high school and stuff. I just feel like I didn't, I didn't connect the dots. Unless some, someone has a specific interest. Generally, it's not covered a lot, and this is really similar to to you talking about you know personal finance or business business finance. Uh, that's not really something that's taught. Yes, you learn math and you might take a, a basic business course, but that doesn't really tell you how to succeed in business. And you know, kids will get my kids are grade four and grade six, so they're getting some stuff right now on you know the real 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 basics of nutrition and and you should exercise and stuff like that. But generally, comprehensively, how your body works is not taught. I was interested in it because when I was uh, 18 and 19 years old, I was I was quite overweight actually. I played football because you could play football if you were heavier. Huh. But I, think I started. You told me that and I forgot. Yeah. How, and how I, heavy were you? I, I mean, I was over 200 pounds. I'm not the tallest guy, yeah, yeah. as you know. So yeah. that was too much for me. And so I got in. I thought, well, I want to lose weight, and my motivation was totally, you know, selfish at the time. It wasn't health. It was I have to look better yeah, to look be better. able to get, yeah, get yeah. a date, you know, for prom and this kind of thing. So. And I thought, well, where am I going to learn about it? And I, there wasn't, well, there wasn't Google back then, but there were magazines like uh, Muscle and yeah, Fitness totally. and things. And yeah. I read, okay, this is how you eat and this is how you train to be muscular and to lose weight. So I got very interested in it. And, um, and that went, and that led into going into university and studying human biology. So, you know, that if, unless, but as you say, unless someone has a specific interest, they may not learn that. 
and I'm guessing you had other things on your mind those years, but now something's piqued your interest for health. There's got to be... I was explaining on another another episode that, uh, yeah, I hit some serious health issues uh, where the doctors couldn't help me out right around the age of 39, turning 40. And that's when I got dragged into the gym and I started learning about nutrition thanks to the good people there. And uh, that's when I started to figure out my body and started playing around with things and lost a bit of weight, built a bit of muscle, started feeling better, having better energy. And I realized oh my gosh, like all this stuff is connected. Like the way I'm feeling is directly related to how I'm moving throughout the week. It's directly related to the food I'm putting in my mouth. Like I had no concept that the quality of food that I was putting in my mouth dictated the quality of energy that my body was going to create. Wow. You know, I had no concept. I was like, just wasn't oh, on the radar. It wasn't. I'm like, oh, when someone explained that or I read it, I don't know if it was exactly in those words, but that just made sense. Like eat good food, feel good. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> as basic as that is, right? Right. Um, so yeah, I went through this window of just trying to figure out how to how my personal finances work, how a career versus a job and being middle class and trying to get out of the rat race and paid all attention around that and discarded everything to do with health and that kind of thing. And I think that's on another episode we can do for a lot of people that are like me, they come into interested in health and they're interested in you know, they're going to university and they're studying biology and then they become a doctor or a chiropractor or a massage therapist and they haven't studied the, the finance or business aspects. And so they yeah. need help with that. So we kind of get, you know, in our formative years, we get a certain interest and then later on we refine and go, you know what, what do I need to to learn now to, to go to the next level in life or in business or whatever the case may be. So it's interesting. And before I ask you some of the questions on some of the, re I was just explaining to Dr. Pete here, I did a little bit of digging into your industry before we had this chat and I was just astonished at how controversial some people can make something. Um, but uh, before we get into that, your journey is pretty interesting because you were a police officer at some point, right? You have the badge in your office, right? I, do, I see it yeah. there. Yeah. Was it OPP? No, it's Peel, Peel Regional Police, yeah, yeah, it was so Peel just Regional. outside of Toronto, a, yeah. a bigger uh, a bigger city. So that's that's what I did for two years before I went to after university and before chiropractic school. And you just quickly, re what was it? You just like well, I'll tell you a quick story. So I was a, about two months into my, I had done my police college and and was now on on the road. So you know, working in the job, and I on a, it was uh, a February. I, w I showed up for night shift, and uh, I had been I had been sick with what I thought was the flu for about a week and and you know you're new to the job and I didn't want to miss work so I I walk in for a night shift and my sergeant looks at me and says you you're yellow go home like you're something's wrong with you so I just sort of okay turned around went home went to bed a day later my my girlfriend who's now my wife Sandy dragged me to, she's like this is not good and, and we we went to the hospital because I had been to a medical doctor and they said oh it's the flu you know just give it more time uh, they did some blood work, and they said, this is one of the worst cases of mono we have ever seen. So my spleen was really enlarged. I would eat a few bites of food and be full. And it's because my spleen was so big, it was pressing, it was collapsing my stomach. My liver was inflamed. I was jaundiced. That's what the yellow color was. And uh, basically was out of commission, you know, laid around for two months and, and sort of got over the initial, you know, initial part of that illness. But then I was, you know, so I went back to work, tired all the time, got sick all the time, exhausted. And I started seeing a chiropractor um, a little bit after that time. And that's when my health started to come back. My energy started to come back. I wasn't getting sick as much. Um, I was starting to get stronger. My digestion was improving. So 
for me, my entry into chiropractic was it's a, this is for health. It's not a back pain thing. It's not a headache thing because that's how I had been exposed to it when I was younger in high school. And so chiropractic restored my health overall. And I noticed in policing, I, I, I couldn't stay in policing because I was meeting people that were really, you know, you meet people that are committing crimes or they're, or they're mentally ill. They're way, I don't want to say far gone, but they've really progressed down the path of trouble. And I thought to myself, it would have been nice to do something for them before they got down that road. And so I knew I, I wanted to leave policing because in my mind, chiropractic, I was going to help people to get and stay healthy um, as as kind of a, as corny as it sounds, that was the initial no, motivation. It, so I did. And but I'm and I'm sure some people will challenge you and say, "Well, I'm sure when you went to see go to see the chiropractor, you were on the path to better health anyway." Like yeah, now, it, now that I've read all this stuff, I'm like, <laughs> "That's what people are going to throw it at you, right?" And but but you was so you feel that there was a connection, uh, unquestionably. So be and and because I hadn't changed anything else. So this was and I should mention this was months. Um, at, you know, months of suffering this way before I, I ended up starting to go to a chiropractor and get adjusted. And my philosophy now, I used to want to argue people when I was early in practice, Tom, yeah. and say, no, that's how we all are when we're, you know, early, and, yeah. and fight. And now I never do that because if someone has a, wants to have a, an, a certain opinion or a negative opinion, that's fine. They're, they're entitled to it. And, but there's a lot of people that are interested and they're looking for solutions and they're looking for help and they're open-minded. And I don't try to convince anyone in the sense of, as you know, in the office, we show you what we need to do. We start working with you, and you can see the changes that are happening. Some of those you can feel in terms of symptoms, and some of them will notice. Here's, you know, you can show your X-ray might have improved, or how your function is improving. But um, I know there's, I know there's a lot of critics out there. Most of them have, I would say, never really learned the science of chiropractic or had a good experience, and that's where a lot of that comes from. Yeah, well, from. what I found interesting was that some people throw around that idea that there's no science behind it, but I did a quick PubMed search before you got here, and I was able to find on PubMed a pretty good uh, clinical study that was from 2010 in the UK that looks like it supports what we're talking about with chiropractic, and that was with two minutes of research, so... Um, at another time, we have to do the whole science drill. Absolutely, on, on, we can do that on this whole, whole for those thing. that are so yeah, minded. Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, I, I find it's just interesting to talk about the controversial, controversial. I can't speak controversial <laughs> um, side of things as well because we're the same in, in real estate. When people come to us. Um, because Dr. Pete, I don't know if you know, real estate has a pristine reputation at all. all times. I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> Thanks yeah. to you, Tom. But the uh, real estate industry, um, and specifically working with investors, a lot of people um, will come to us. And in the past, we've had financial planners uh, come to us telling us afterwards that they came to us specifically to tell us how wrong we were. Wow. How wrong we were to talk about real <laughs> estate, how wrong we were to teach people about this stuff. Funny enough, um, one guy in particular, a great guy, is now a longtime rock star member. Wow. And we're, yeah, we're good friends. And he, he says that he came here to just basically dismiss us to our face. Right. Because that, you know, real estate, you know, plays no role in a portfolio <laughs> and all that. But so we take the same angle now uh, that you can either believe us or not. We're not here to convince you. If you want help with some real estate investments, we'll help you out. But we're not here to convince you and to win that argument. It's just lost energy. It you, is. You, it is. And I think, Tom, the root of a lot of these problems is where people get into saying, you know, they're mis, they're miscategorizing um, chiropractic. They're saying, you know, the, the, the critics are saying like, well, it's not, it's not a cure for this and it's not this and it's not that. And here's where I take every person that, wants to learn about it is forget about chiropractic for a second human body 
to one of the things in your body that has to function for you to be healthy and normal is your spine and your nerves that run through your spine. Now, that's a basic fact of physiology. And any medical doctor, any orthopedic surgeon, any physiotherapist, and any massage therapist will tell you that. And so when, when people start to have trouble with their spine, which they may or may not feel, it starts to impact how their spine functions and how later, because of their, the impact on the nerves, how their whole body functions. Again, that's a fact of physiology, not a, a chiropractic theory per se. So, if, so our job is really, you could almost look at it, okay, dentists keep people's teeth and gums healthy. Why? Well, do we have any research? Well, you know that life is better if your gums aren't diseased and if you get to keep your teeth. And 50 and 100 years ago, when people didn't care for their teeth and gums, they suffered as a result. The spine is no different. If the spine is kept healthy from, from early in life through someone's life, then that body is going to last longer, it's going to perform better, and that person is going to be healthier. Um, we see a lot of, and I see a lot in my office, of different health conditions improving under chiropractic care. I will never say chiropractic care is a cure. So, for instance, if you have high blood pressure and you start exercising, and over time as you exercise, your blood pressure decreases, would we say that exercise is the cure for high blood pressure. We never say that, but we would say that this body is functioning better now, and one of the benefits of better function is better blood pressure pressure regulation. So when we start to work with someone, whether they're a kid or an adult, and their spine functions better, and oh, look, their digestion is better, and they don't get sick as often, and they can move easier. Well, this is these are our side effects of a healthy functioning spine and nervous system rather than, hey, come in, we can cure everything. And that's a lot of the stuff you'll see out there as well, so it's in such a chiropractor claims they can fix or cure that. No, we don't. We just are saying that your life and your health is better when your spine and nerves work as opposed to when there's problems. I, uh, the, so you said that very eloquently there. I agree 100%. And I look at you for me and kind of from my point, uh, point of view as one of your patients, I look at you as part of my power team. Just like in right. real estate, we have, you know, you need a good real estate agent who's going to find you properties. You need a good uh, mortgage broker and banker who's going to get the financing. You need a good lawyer. You need a good paralegal. You need good property managers and contractors. But you need all these people. Kind of on the health side, I look that I need, you know, I need uh, Dan, the trainer at uh, at Radix, uh, kind of telling me how to work out. I need a good naturopath telling me about you know functional medicine and foods. I need a chiropractor to tell me about my posture and how my spine is operating and how to maintain it properly. These are all kind of on the health side of my power team. Does, does that make sense? And that's the way I look at you. I, know, right. I think I've told you that even before. I don't you know have. if I have. And that, I think that's that's absolutely appropriate. Like I'm not coming to you for a single cure or solution. I'm right. coming to you as part of the of the team I've created for myself that's going to help me. Right. Right. And some, some of the, again, you know, you touched on so many good things there. So there's part of also like, if you look at, you know, where we live and, and basically, you know, where life is right now, you know, do you need a naturopath or do you want one? You know, you could, we could, sure. You could, you can stop going to the dentist. You can stop, you know, looking at nutrition and you can get a get by for a while that way and still survive and maybe still feel fine but we're in an era where as with your business you know um what's the tagline i'm trying to your life your Your life your terms sure you could just get a job out of university and work to retirement and just deal with what what that is but we're looking for people that are looking for more and today health falls into that category so we have to have we don't have to have but most people are choosing not to just wait to get sick 
I'm going to wait till I get sick or wait till I have a problem. It was funny. I was thinking of you. I was just at the bank before I came over here, and there was a car with a, a bumper sticker, and it said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Now, the car was pretty rough looking. Yeah. So that tells you a bit about the philosophy of the individual. But um, we don't – that's not how most people are thinking today. Like for our kids, I have small kids, so do you. You know, they're getting braces and they're getting to the chiropractor and they're getting a personal training. Why? Because they have to have it? No, but because life is expanding, well-being is expanding. We have more opportunities today than there were 10 and 20 years ago, and that will just continue. Um, the other facet of that is, you know, chiropractic is not a replacement for, you know, there's a lot of people that end up, whether it's their fault or not, with, you know, more advanced diseases. And they need the medical system. They, they may need medication. They may need surgery because either they've had a, an accident or they've got to a point with their health where that needs to be managed. And medicine is good at managing advanced disease, sure. right? So, and I have most of my patients, well, pretty much all of my patients, it's not like they only come to me. They have a medical doctor, they have a chiropractor, they have a dentist, and they'll come to me for spine care. And, you know, they go to their doctor when they have some type of concern that they think needs to be dealt with. Um, it's not an either or thing. So everybody has their place and everybody has their role. So um, I think that's another critique you'll see is, oh, people saying you got to go to the point. chiropractor. I think that's why know? people think of it either or like, right. oh, you're going to go to a chiropractor and they're going to solve all your problems. Instead of, no. Yeah. Instead of seeing a doctor if you've got yeah, a tumor. No, I it's ridiculous. I, I don't think that at all. I, and, and to your point that, yeah, I personally want to live optimally. I right. want to live a high performance type of life. Like I want to live excelling at what I can do. I want to see how far I can push things. Right. Why and not? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And uh, that's kind of what we're all about. And I just yeah, I just feel you bring a real important role to I don't want to wait. I basically look at it. I don't know if you told me this or not. Come when I started coming to see you, by the way, I coming I started coming to see you because of my wife. So I'll share that story in a second. You did. Um, but I don't want to be, you know, I'm 45 right now. I don't want to be 75 wishing I came to see you when I was 45. I just don't right. believe in that. It's right. kind of like when I quit my job. I didn't want to wait till I was 50 looking back at the 33-year-old thinking or 32-year-old thinking I, I want to quit my job. Right. You know, I was looking ahead. I was just kind of forecasting ahead 10, 20 years thinking I don't like what I see with my career. So you know what? I better get go ahead and quit right now and I better make this work because I want to live life on my terms. I don't want to be locked into this path. Same way with chiropractic care for me now. I don't know if I have a single need to come and see you. Actually, no, my, my neck is kind of, yeah, maybe I do. <laughs> maybe I do. But, but, uh, not the one that I knew anyway. Right. And, uh, but I knew I was interested in seeing you to see how much my performance would change by coming to see you. And it has. So I just want to explain, we came to see you because my wife has, um, over the years always had a bit of lower back pain, <clears throat> been to different chiropractors over the years, uh, started seeing you regularly. I think you did a presentation at our daughter's class because our kids were in the same class. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's a great source of referrals. Has, has Sienna know? has Sienna received the referral gift? Do you give a Starbucks oh card gosh. referral? Is there I a Starbucks will, card? Uh, I will I'm work on that. I'll get her an <laughs> iTunes card because I know she has yeah. a phone. That's been yeah. pointed out to me. Yeah. But that's a, oh yeah. Different story. Yeah. Do I owe you a phone? Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. there's, there's pressure. Let's just so, say. So uh, Sienna comes home. Anyway, somehow we get to see you. Carol starts seeing uh, you and she's been to a, a few different chiropractors and uh, she brought uh, myself along and at that time I think it was Aiden and Sienna as well and then you did an x-ray on us so maybe we can talk about that you right. showed out some stuff to me and I started going to see you and I noticed the weirdest part for me is just I've never been a good runner but after a few months of seeing you I just noticed I don't know if I'm going to say the right things here but just the way my legs were activating when I was running I really felt like a difference 
in my ability to run after a few months of chiropractic care. And I'd already been going to the gym for a few years at this point. So I didn't associate it with a change in my exercise routine by any means. I associated the change, like the only variable I could pick up was that I started to go see yourself. So I noticed that. And then now over the last two years, maybe how long have I been seeing you? Two years? Uh, Close to two years. Two years, kind of like on a maintenance schedule now. Uh, we could call it maintenance or wellness care. Yeah, wellness care. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just have noticed that when I come to see you regularly, I just feel I'm performing much better when I'm exercising. I'm feeling much better. I feel like I'm recovering better, but I don't have this scientific data that says, oh my gosh, I'm a seven today instead right. of a, you know, like a 7.5. But I do feel a difference if I don't see you because on and off I haven't been able sometimes I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks and I've noticed a difference right. like I've noticed a difference in the strength in my arms just my posture how I'm performing at the gym it might be marginal might be great difference but I have noticed a difference so for Carol's back for me overall I have noticed a change but on all of that so, uh, on all of these topics you've worked with some patients of yours that have you've had dramatic uh you've you've helped dramatically there's been big changes in their health like i know you're not trying to say that you don't help people but you have had some cases because i've i've heard you talk to them i've been in 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 the office when they're there right can you share some of that Well, absolutely and if you go to my youtube channel dr peter andrelli and check out some of the videos we have some examples of that and you know those are you know the cool thing about chiropractic is we get people coming in you know people often come in i got a patient uh, Joe, I'll, I won't tell you his last name for confidentiality, but his actual name is Joe. He, uh, he's been coming now f- to the office for about three months. And Thursday, a couple days ago, I pull into the office at quarter to 7 a.m. I'm, I'm going to start my day. And Joe like cornered me in the parking lot. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. What's... He's like, can I talk to you, Dr. Pete? And I was like, um, can I just get in, Joe, and take off my coat? He's like, okay, okay. But he was like, I don't yeah, know if he was excited or upset. Right I don't yeah. know what was going Give on. Give me my money back. So, yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyway, so so I get in. I get all settled. And I meet him over at my adjusting tables. And he says, you know, Dr. Pete, I have been coming here. He came in. He had low back pain. His leg was going numb. And he said, uh, this was Thursday. He said, Tuesday morning. Dr. Peter, you adjusted me Monday. Tuesday, I woke up, and I felt like I had woke up for the first time in 10 years. I have been asleep for 10 years, and I'm waking up. What, what, so why? Like, What do you think? So what we know, one of the things we know is that when when you move, when the spine moves, it it uh, some of this will be you know science. Hopefully, the, the listeners can keep up. If they can't, we can do more sure, later. Sure, yeah, yeah. Movement of the body, movement of the spine sends messages up to the brain, which basically is integral for brain function. So we think of the brain as something that controls the body top down. But when we move, you know, if you go for a run or a workout, you feel you feel better after. Great. And we talk about the runner's high and endorphin release. But there's all these nerve uh, uh, nerve receptors that discharge when the body, in particular, when the spine is moved and get. So this guy's spine hadn't been moving for a number of years, and he had just gotten used to that, and it was normal. So his brain's not getting the input that it's supposed to be getting. We start adjusting, and we get his spine moving well. Great, his lower back pain and his leg numbness is going away, but he's now noticing there's a huge change in the way his mind and his awareness is. That is, to me, so exciting because we're waking this person up to better brain function, better body function. So that's one example. I got another guy this morning um, who is only, and that's that patient Joe I was telling you about. He's in his 40s, right? So he's had this experience. Another patient this morning, 28 years old. He's been under care not that long, about a month, and he came in. His shoulder was sore. We st- and we found problems in his neck 
And he's saying to me, you know, he's in this guy, um, he goes to school part time and he works part time. And he said, Dr. Pete, I used to struggle studying. I would try to get through a chapter a night. It was hard for me. I'm doing two and three chapters a night now. And I feel like my mind is working so much better. I feel like I, I realize what I was missing out on. And he's 28. And he says to me, I thought at 28, I was starting to get old. You know, people say you reach your peak at 19 or 20. I'm not saying that, but people say that. And he's saying, you know, I can't believe how much better my memory is and my concentration is and my my energy is since I've been getting adjusted. So, you know, yes, we can help a lot of things with chiropractic with the spine, but it changes the way the brain functions. That's where a lot of the cutting edge research is in chiropractic right now, Tom. We have studies showing that after a chiropractic adjustment, the, the blood cortisol level, sorry, salivary cortisol levels decrease. Now, if, I, if you know what cortisol is, it's stress hormone. And so that's showing that when we change a part of the spine isn't functioning and we get it functioning, it's it's a decreased stress response in that individual. So with chiropractic, there are local effects. How's that area of the spine moving and feeling? And there are global effects in terms of brain and nerve system function in the whole body. And that's so exciting. And it's not that really chiropractic is doing that. It's that when we're restoring a person's spine to normal, their body begins to work normal again and it performs better. How do you um, distinguish between the different roles of, uh, you know, you're a chiropractor, there are physical therapists, is that the right word? So, something I picked up from one of the articles I was reading, like a manual therapist, an right. osteopath. Is everybody doing the same thing? No, they're or, not. Okay. so And even inside the chiropractic profession, you have some chiropractors, some of my, the people I graduated right. with, you're, they do exclusively like almost a sports medicine type of practice. And they're not even... You know, I'm doing more of a family wellness type of practice. But manual therapy, all that really means, let's break it down. It means, you know, doing things with your hands on people. So that could be a massage therapist, an osteopath. Um, right now, like we're in Canada, chiropractic is a regulated health profession. We have the ability to make a diagnosis, to take x-rays. Um, in Canada, osteopathy is not regulated. So that means, you know, you can go to a seminar as a massage therapist or as a, as a whatever and, and take some courses and then call yourself an osteopath. Um, what it, you know, and I'm not saying that's not a good thing, but really, you know, there could be different things happening in different offices. But with chiropractic, generally speaking, what we're looking at is how the function of the spine is affecting the function of the whole body. That's kind of our special focus. So, um, and that's what makes chiropractic unique. Whereas you go to a physiotherapist, you know, they may, they may look at, okay, you know, we're going to do stretching or strengthening or give you, um, you know, put um, uh, ultrasound or current on you to help with the thing going well, sure. on. Sure, and different different And reasons. all that has value, you, by it the way. It has value. When I tore my Achilles, the physical therapist that I was going to, I believe he's also a chiropractor. I, might, I hope I'm not misspeaking here. Could be. But he did great work. I mean, I, I didn't, right. I, I needed the physical therapy to rehab my Achilles and he did an amazing job. Um, so you're right. So different... Different, you know, different needs, different purposes for all of these things. Absolutely. And I guess, you know, and again, I'm speaking just for my practice. My practice is, you know, firstly, educating people. How does the function of your spine affect the function of your whole body? And how, what do we need to do to keep that spine functioning or get it functioning if it hasn't been functioning? On Thursday, <clears throat> yesterday, my youngest patient yesterday was two weeks old. So I checked a two-week-old baby. That may freak some people out. There's that, no that, aggressive that, that, adjusting. That, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, but I, what did I do? I gently felt every, the movement of every vertebrae and pelvis and hips and shoulders because this baby, now the baby had a really easy birth. The baby's doing really well, breastfeeding well. I checked the baby's spine. The baby's spine is functioning perfectly. So we did nothing. My oldest patient yesterday, she turns 90 this month. 
Um, she, because she gets adjusted, she's able to drive herself and to function. She lives in a retirement home, but, um, you know, she's, she's mobile enough. Cause a lot of the things, you know, you talk about pain and diseases, but as people age, they tend to lose mobility. And if you can't turn your head and you can't twist your body, it's hard to drive a car. It's hard to exercise. It's, it's hard to sit on a plane. And so, you know, um, everybody needs to have a mobile functioning spine. That's the, 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 the message. So let's back up. So what exactly are you doing when you, I know you will take an x-ray, look at someone's spine. What exactly right. are you looking for? Okay. So to back up there, when we, when we examine, let's say a new person, we want to know how's this body functioning? How's their spine functioning? So one of the core tests that I do is I will go and feel the motion of every vertebra in that spine. Because there should be motion between the individual segments of the spine. I've had, I, you know, you when, know that you when you've done that, that to me, done. and I can feel you're you're pushing on spots where I guess I have no mobility, and I can right. feel it being pain, painful, or or, or, or maybe sensitive. It, right? That's, I guess the more and, and accurate so, word. It's like sensitive. Yes, like I can feel it sore. Right, and that's so key. But the because, weird part is, as soon as you've adjusted me, it's immediately not sore. Right. And I think if I was listening to this and I hadn't had that happen to myself, I wouldn't believe what I just said. You have to experience it. You really do. Yeah. And we can give you the science of how when we when we make an adjustment into the spine, there's discharge of mechanoreceptors up to the brain, which inhibit pain and, and change inflammation and do all these things. But that's fine. Okay. That's, for those so people that are looking inclined. for, but I, I got you off track there. That's what you're looking for. So you're looking so we're for. The... Yeah. We're checking the movement. We look at posture. So, how, you know, and with. T- and I feel like other... I have to sit up straight <laughs> with him. <laughs> I'm, I'm slouching as it is. But, you know. <laughs> Uh, with today, with computers, iPads, phones, people are slouching. So we look at someone's baseline posture. We check how their spine is moving. We check how the surrounding soft tissues are functioning. Uh, we check strength. So you remember, we'll check, you know, how are the arms and legs. We're not looking how much can this person bench press, but we notice a person may have a, a strength, a slight strength deficit on one side compared to the other. Now that's something that, okay, so if their spine is not moving properly, it's not allowing the nerve function to say the rotator cuff, the five muscles that make up the rotator cuff to function and coordinate effectively. They have a small strength deficit there. Not enough that they can't pick up their coffee cup, but enough that when they're doing their CrossFit, they're prone to injury because the brain is not coordinating those five muscles properly for you to do your you know, that's press when or I, whatever the case that's may when be. I, f- I can feel, I, I think if I was just living life, picking up a coffee all day long, I maybe would not feel that. But because I'm going to the gym doing like a strict press, I can feel can the days where something must be out of alignment because I'm just a little weaker on like my left shoulder right. or something like that. You know, I, and and I think that's the thing. If you're just going through life, not do not pushing yourself, maybe you're just not feeling how you could feel. Because right. I notice on those adjustments, when I go back afterwards, after you've adjusted me, it's very different. Right. And so, again, there's a couple things there. So that could be the person that, you know, um, I wanted to tell this story, which is, I think, so prevalent. You know, let's say you got a 10-year-old kid playing ice hockey. They get checked and their pelvis, you know, gets shifted and doesn't function normally. Now, it's not enough to cause them any pain. They might feel a sore for a day and then it goes away and parents think, oh, he's fine. And uh, so now their pelvis isn't functioning normally when they walk and consequently, some of the muscles around the hip tighten up to stabilize because their spine and pelvis isn't functioning well. Tight muscles around the hip is jamming the the um, the head of the of the hip into the joint with more pressure than it should be. In five years and ten years, still don't notice it. Twenty years, they start getting some low back and hip pain. Thirty years, they need a hip replacement. 
And the person that's not really aware of these things, they, they just wake up one day, their hip is sore, they go to the doctor, take an x-ray, hey, you know, your hip is starting to have some degeneration, let's wait 10 years till it gets real bad, then we'll do a replacement. And with chiropractic, we're like, no, no, we don't want to wait for you to get so bad that you need surgery. Let's get that 10-year-old in and check his spine regularly so that when we pick that up and we correct it, now his hip functions normally, there's not extra stress on there, and it's not going to wear out. So he's going to avoid a problem. He's going to be able to function longer and do what he wants to do. But that's a subtle thing because symptoms with these problems, usually the symptoms come very late in the process. People will come to me and say, Doc, I've had... You know, I've had neck pain for about six months. I'm fed up. I want to do something about it. We take an x-ray and we see all kinds of degeneration in their spine. And we know that their spine has been in trouble for 30 years. But they only have the symptoms at the very end. So unless you're a performance athlete or very sensitive, most people don't notice until they really have a loss of function or have a lot of symptoms. So when you look at the spine, then you notice some things are out of alignment. Am I going to use the right word? I know I know the term that gets used is a, it's a subluxation. Right. Um, and that's just kind of another term that, on the research I read, that people get all up in arms about. But, I, you know, the subluxation yeah. basically means something's not in alignment. So, and I'm going to, yeah, because something you mentioned before we started. So there's a, there's a, a medical subluxation is basically a dislocation. So someone has their shoulder is subluxated. That means their shoulder is literally out of joint. They need to go have a surgical reduction. With chiropractic, we're talking about a subluxation complex, vertebral, spinal. So that means the spine isn't moving properly. It may be out of alignment. Soft tissues around that area aren't functioning. Nerves are being um, irritated or impinged. So there's all kinds of scientific components around part of, the, or we could just say part of the spine that isn't functioning or isn't healthy. But that's what chiropractic, when we're talking about vertebral Got subluxation, so it's, it's, complex. It's, and it's not, does that include that it's not mobile? It's not. Usually uh, there's a, now, yeah. And, and this no is really. mobility in that a, section of the spine? Usually or? what happens is if, if a spine gets. Because um, I feel like I always, I have that just from right in the middle of my back. Yeah. And what will happen, Tom, is that let's say from sitting, part of your spine, you know, a few segments of your spine stop moving the joints there will get a little bit irritated, inflamed. That causes a reflexive muscle tension around that area. Because people always tell come in saying, well, doc, I don't know if it's a muscle or a bone or a joint problem. They're all related. So part of your spine stops moving. For you still to be able to bend and pick up grocery bags and pick up your, you know, your daughter, other areas of the spine now end up moving more to compensate. Over time, those areas of the spine are usually what start to, because they're having increase stress on them, they eventually degenerate. They eventually cause symptoms. So when when someone comes in, one of my favorite things to do with people is, hey, doc, my low back's the problem. We start looking in their upper back, in their neck, in their pelvis, and we find that's where the, the real problem is. A lot of people have used this term chiropractic as the doctor of cause because we're not just looking where the symptoms are. We've got to assess this whole, really the whole body as a unit and find out where are the compensations and where are the things we need to actually correct. And that's where we get some really awesome changes. So when you find find that person has an um, out of alignment a little bit, a subluxation, yep. what is then the treatment plan? It's totally dependent on, um, you're going to bring up another principle here. There's a mentor of mine, Dr. Len Fay. He's uh, almost 80 years old, chiropractor in Los Angeles. He's one of the, he was the first chiropractor to go to the Olympics um, in 1984 with the Canadian Olympic team, which is really cool. So he really broke a lot of ground in our profession. 
And he, I thought you were going to say he went to the Olympics. Like, he did, as yeah, an he, I, I don't he think was supporting so. the athletes. <laughs> uh, he, he, no, he did. Yes, as a as a chiropractor for the athletes. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry, okay, as I came across one. He didn't just I go. Yeah. You, that, you know, he's 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 running hurdles he went, yeah, for Canada, yeah. <laughs> no. but he's also a chiropractor. Right. No, no. Yeah, he yeah. he was the first that they allowed basically because yeah, there was a lot of resistance at yeah. that time. And he coined this principle, um, the the said principle, specific adaptation to an imposed demand. Now, that's a few words. Let's explain it. If you go if you're out of shape and you go to the gym and you put the demand of, you know, squatting or bench pressing on your muscles, there are going to be compensations to that demand if it's repeated. So anybody knows, um, you know, if you're out of shape, you go to the gym, you talk to a personal trainer, they're gonna say what to you. Hey, or if you ask them, if you show up to the gym, hey, listen, I wanna get twenty four inch biceps, can we do it in a week? Sure. What are they gonna say? Maybe initially to get you in, yes, we can. And then they'll break <laughs> the news. Sales. Then they'll break the news to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah they're yeah, gonna say not, gonna, not possible. No, we're gonna put you on a workout plan, and we're gonna work six and twelve months, and and we're gonna measure your progress. And you know, to transform, I work out at a gym where there's a lot of fitness and bodybuilders, and they've been at it ten and twenty years to get the physique that they have. Now, with chiropractic, if we have a spine that's not been functioning for let's say ten years. The ligaments are calcified. The joint is contracted. The nerves aren't functioning normally there. Perhaps um, there's some pathology in the nerves. Um, it's going to take months to years to totally change that body and that spine and th- that area of the spine with repeated inputs to the spine. So, you know, you're they're, they're, if they've been sitting at a desk for 10 years, their body has, the, the principle is their body is modeled to Hunch a over. sedentary hunched person. And we're going to need to get in there and get that spine moving many times. And over time, as the ligament starts regaining its elasticity, as the joint starts moving, the, cal- the cartilage will start to become healthier. The nerve function will start to become healthier. And that's a process. So we've got to repeat our corrective inputs to the spine over months, perhaps years. And the cool thing is I will see patients that have been coming two, three years. And they say, you know, my body continues to get better. Like I thought it was good. And even though I'm getting older, but the longer I've been coming to get adjusted, now this is easier. Now I, I used to get only one headache a week. Now I get none. So the body, our bodies are always remodeling. Sure. But you don't notice it. If you never change the demands on it, you don't notice it. We just want to add that with chiropractic, we can remodel in a positive direction over time. I also think that people just think so sure. You know, what you said with the example of the biceps is really good. People think short term in they everything. Do. And with real estate, they think short term with business building. Something for whatever reason I try to caution myself against is thinking short term in everything I do. So when I look at what I'm doing specifically with real estate or business or with you on my body, I'm always thinking, what is this going to, what impact will this have 10, 15 and 20 years from now, from now, I almost, as, as crazy as this sounds, I almost don't care what impact it has today. I know that sounds crazy because most people are going to come to you first with some acute pain. Right. I really, my primary objective is the Tom at 55 and 65. And what is that person going to say they wish they had done when they were 45? And that's kind of driven my real estate decisions, my business decisions. Nick and I could have made a lot of different business decisions building Rockstar. We have always taken the long-term approach. And it's with the health, health decisions too. So like you, I'm coming to see you for how I will feel at 65. It would be easy to maybe talk me out of even coming to see you right now. 
Somebody right. could come in here, I'm sure, and say, well, Tom, and you know what? After this, someone might try. <laughs> here, did you think about this? And did you think about this and that? And that, you know, because there's a time commitment too, right? Absolutely. To, I am trying to talk you into getting to an Oakville. We're working on, on, we're working on alternate, alternate locations. <laughs> but, uh, that's in the, that could be the, in the mix. Um, but uh, that's just the way my brain's wired. I'm thinking long term, but I know that I know at this point in my life that that's not always normal. But you're, you may be the exception on that, and you guys may be. You, yeah, you guys are the exception in terms of being a big picture, long term thinker. But I will tell you again, on that whole level of life, sort of improving it for everyone, there are more people that fit that mold, um, where they're saying, you know, if it makes sense that I would take care of my teeth from birth to death, why wouldn't I do the same for my spine? And and I know that I can't. Uh, you know, in real estate, make a ton of money in a year it doesn't make sense. It's got to be a long-term investment. And you point to something very important, which is the things you do now are going to affect the Tom that's in the future 10 years and 20 years from now. And again, let's not even, there's nothing to argue here. If your spine stops moving and degenerates and we can do something to slow that or prevent that, are you going to be better off having done it? I mean, there's no counter argument to that. Yeah. There's really no, if you start laying on the couch every day and stop moving, well, someone could say, yeah, Tom, that's a good idea. But really, you know, on a, on a theoretical, on an intuitive, on a scientific, you're not going to be better if you lay around all day. You're going to get tired you're going to get weaker. You're going to lose muscle mass and your life, you're, then you're going to have to, and then what well, you could get into a crisis, which is what happens to a lot of people. They end up with a crisis and then they've got to try to struggle to get their health back. And it's so much easier to, Keep it pretty, keep it in the level of functioning well. Like you're a little bit off, we bring you back on track versus you're way off and it's going to take such a huge commitment to get you back into proper function. So what are some of the different chiropractic uh, techniques? You know, do you call, you consider yourself, you touched on it earlier, but I know some chiropractors won't do like a full adjustment. They kind of will do it at like, saw. I don't know the terms, but like when yeah. you're adjusting me, I, I feel like I'm getting a full adjustment. Right. And uh, some other chiropractors I've been to, they won't press as hard. Right. So it's kind of like a softer approach or something. For whatever reason, your style has worked with me. What right. what are is that just a different in difference in belief philosophy? What there, there could be chiropractic school? Do they teach you one way is the right way? No, you're you're taught different techniques, and the reality is, you know, there's different techniques needed for different people. So if we're adjusting a baby, or a you know someone like yourself, or a 90 year old with osteoporosis, we have to gauge the amount of force. Um, that we put into a person. If we have someone, I have sometimes patients come in and they're very much um, what we call um, sympathetically facilitated. They're like under super high stress. Um, you know, they're burnt out. A person like that, we don't use a lot of high force techniques with because it overwhelms their nervous system. So I think a good chiropractor is one that is going to gauge their technique to the person that's in front of them. Having said that, there are some lower force techniques higher force techniques. The bottom line is if something is improving the function, the movement of the spine, the function of the nervous system, then that's legitimate. Um, if someone's doing a chiropractic adjustment over the phone, I'm not sure that's going to qualify because there's no, you know, sure. but, but, it, uh, you know, I like to say, you know, anything, any technique where someone's putting their hands or even an instrument on you and getting some mobility to the spine, um, changing the function there is, is going to be doing something uh, beneficial for you. And is there some low hanging fruit that someone listening to this is, is that they could do even without seeing a chiropractor? Like, Absolutely. Do you tell everyone just like sit, 
with the right posture or I don't know, sleep in a certain way? Like what could someone, li- you know, if you're listening to you know, this and you want to just fix yourself a little bit? Yeah. One of the, one of the biggest things, I mean, depending on the person, but, um, I don't tell people to rush out and do any crazy like stretching or, or anything intense. Cause if they do have a problem with their spine, any a workout routine that's very aggressive is going to eventually cause problems. Sure. But if you're doing nothing, um, going for a brisk 20 minute walk a day, which sounds like the simplest thing in the world, but you'd be surprised there are a lot of even patients no, that I have that because why you move your body in a general way. You're probably not going to get hurt. You increase your rate of breathing, which mobilizes your rib cage and your spine a bit. If you're really good with that, you could do your 20 minute brisk walk, come home, lay down and do deep breathing meditation for 10 minutes, calm your nervous system down. That would be fantastic. Um, starting a really basic yoga program would be great. Um, those are the first getting, you know, keeping the mobility that you do have, I think would be a great first start. And for some, and the basics and, you know, finding something that works into that person's routine, walking, gentle yoga is a great start. And, uh, I, I got that advice from a doctor when I first got married saying the best thing you could do for your body and your relationship is to go for a 20 minute walk every night with your spouse. And he was a hundred percent right on many levels, just the physical part of it and just the relationship part of it. Uh, In the middle of winter, we don't go on any walks outside, but uh, in the summer we we walk a lot. Um, Okay. So, and uh, when you are a treatment plan for a typical person that walks in, I guess it's, I just want to paint the picture of what people do, Uh, but it's so specific. It's so specific. So let's let's look at a couple of examples. So you diagnose some, okay, yeah. Let's look at a couple of examples. So let's say we have um, someone bringing in our area, let's talk about our area. There's a lot. Most kids are in ty- some type of advanced athletics. Is that fair sure, to say? Sure, yeah. So we yeah. got a kid that's playing. My son's playing. He has two baseball practices and four basketball practices a week. There's a lot of stress on his body. He's 10 years old. I got a 10-year-old daughter that does cheerleading many hours a week. My daughter, so, competitive dance. Competitive it's dance, okay. Like their bodies so let's, are- let's assume that person, that, that person is healthy. We'd want to check in with their spine around every two weeks. With all the stresses that are under them, we want so the if they come in and with my kids, I'm checking again. How's their spine moving? How's their pelvis moving? How's their function? Um, about every two weeks, we if some if a spine stops, you know, gets injured or doesn't move properly, after about two weeks, we start to get actual cellular changes to the ligaments to the joints, which become more chronic. So we would like to check a person that seems to be functioning well, that's wanting to do their best in life, about every two weeks. Now let's say I get someone come in, 50 years old, terrible sciatica, um, type two diabetic, lots of stress at work. You know they've been maybe they're successful, but they've been sitting at a desk for 30 years. We take an X-ray, we find some moderate to advanced degeneration in their neck, in their lower back. That person's going to be coming in for probably six months, a year, two to three times a week, because we have to start getting that spine moving healthy. And do it long enough for the tissues to begin to remodel, which they have been remodeling the wrong way for 30 years, and allow the nervous system to start to respond. And and we're monitoring as we go, like as ter- in terms of like you know the logistics of actually people coming in. Like you know we I, I tell people I tell patients that up front, and they say yeah you know I'm prepared to do that I'm ready to make a change and we start working. I sometimes meet people that say no I don't I can't do that I don't want to do that I don't have enough time it's not a priority. I say, okay, fine. Well, that's no problem. Come back when you're ready and probably you want to try these more acute care things to get you out of the crisis. So it is very dependent on the person and where they're at. Um, But basically what we want to do is kind of get a spine functioning well and then put them on a schedule to maintain it and deal with any new stuff that happens. Because you and I, in a 24-hour period between CrossFit and 
awkward sleeping position and sitting in a car and sitting at a desk, we're going to have impacts to our spine that over weeks are going to start to create problems. Just any human being. Yeah, I think the, the trouble for me is that I just sat over a computer for so many years, typing kind of hunched over to right. coming to see you for a, a few minutes a week. That's why it takes so long to correct because I'm trying to correct about 20 years of hunching over my right. laptop. Right. But you're, but I mean, speaking to you specifically, your spine continues to improve, even though we're about two years in. You know, as I check you, we're still having improvements happening as your body yeah, is remodeling. Yeah, and some of the adjustments that you remember, I, I don't know what you did a couple of weeks ago. I didn't we text you. We got all you. kinds of tricks. Yeah that, yeah, that day you did something where I just I, I just associated it with that adjustment that you gave me. That was uh, that was great. I just was feeling so great right afterwards. Right. That was, uh, that's the weirdest thing for me that there can be such an immediate, you know, difference in the way you feel right. after a good adjustment. I had no concept of that. And that's completely... Can I tell you why I really first came to your office with Carol? I just wanted to see your sales pitch. I told you that, right? I just wanted to see. I just appreciated this. I'm like, oh, because Carol came home and she was like, we all have to go to go see Dr. P. I'm like, oh, really? And I'm like, no, we don't all have to go. And and she said, uh, no, 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 that's how it works. We have to, the whole family has to go. And I'm like, oh, this is good. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I'm like, this guy knows what he's, there's something going on here. I'm like, right. okay. Now so I want to tell you, I didn't come out of the womb knowing that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I did it the wrong way <laughs> for a number of years. Why don't people follow through? Why don't yeah. they understand the value? Well, I wasn't communicating that to them. And, you know, now when we do this, um, if people say it's not for them, at least they understand it. But how, like, you know, the, and it was explained to me this way. I didn't, I didn't invent this line of reasoning, but if you don't sell the person on the benefits and on the value and what will happen if they don't get this care and in five and 10 years, their problem is worse. Have I really done them a service? Cause when we go to school, most people go to chiropractic school as a they want to help people, right? And they don't want to be pushy and they don't want to be salesy. They just want to learn how the body works and and be able to use their skills. But the reality is if you can't get in that person across from you, get in their head and what they're thinking and show them the value and why it's going to be beneficial, sell them on why this is valuable to them, they're not going to stick around as patients. They're not going to, you know, we all, you know, they're not going to put down their visa and make that payment because they're thinking this is just I don't need this it's not that good for me it's a luxury once you start to get the value of what it can do for you and your family then you're happy to pay for it so we've got to show you that and I just to me now that's just common sense but I did sales learn the skills, hard way sales skills are the that's the other class that nobody got you know I don't know right. if it was Tim Ferriss or Dan Kennedy I, I forget where we got this tip but it was like it gave us a lot of freedom. It said, you know, sell people what they want to hear. Right. Give them what they need. You've got to do both. Yeah, because when we were doing some real estate stuff, when we made our messaging to people a little, I don't want to say softer, but maybe a little bit more boring or straight, um, the response just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But when we were a little bit over the top with our messaging, we got much better response from our marketing. Um, but when people are in our care, this is how we believe here at Rockstar, that when people are in our care as a client or a member of ours, we will always have their backs and we'll, we will give them and support them with what they need. So right. it allows us to be a little aggressive on the marketing, but then when they're in our care, we are not kind of just selling them whatever uh, when it comes to a property or you know um, some, some, uh, some investment, we are going to take good care of them. So that, that little principle just freed us up a lot because we had a block early on. I had a block in sales thinking that I couldn't 
you know, I didn't, who was I to, or how far could I push my messaging when I'm trying to convince people to do business with us? I was a little scared to kind of first off, really tell people what I could do for them. And I thought it would sound too over the top. Now, I guess maybe I'm older. I feel like you can be aggressive with your sales and you actually need to be, to be able to, to share the value that, that you have right? We were doing that with real estate. You're doing that with chiropractic. But as long as when people are in your care, you're giving them what they need, you can live in integrity and you can kind of sleep at night. Well, yeah. And I think, I mean, and there's a, there's a, there's a line there, right? And, and also, I mean, we have, you know, I have the opportunity with people, you may not as much, but you know, there's the, the message we put across, um, you know, in a, in a lecture, but when you're one-on-one with that person, you know, if you, you can tell over time, if you've earned their trust, because, they just, you know, they, they confide. We're different than a medical doctor. Maybe people see a medical doctor every six months, every couple of years. If they're coming in multiple times a week, you get to know that person very well. And they're sharing, hey, my kid's having this trouble. I lost my job. You know, I got to care for my ailing parent. And you become very close to them. But the basis for that is in the initial part, them starting to feel from the first contact, the first visit, that this person actually cares about me. I'm not just a number. I'm not just a a number in their practice, you know, they're yeah, connecting they, with me and then they're when you, trusting and then, you. Yeah. And then You've, when you tell them, Oh, you know what we need to do that. You know what? You're off. We need to see you a little more often right now. They're, they're thinking, yeah, I trust him. He's right. And he's been right before and he cares about me. And, um, I feel good about spending my time and my money here of what it's going to get me. That's really the key is we want people to feel good about their, whether they're investing in real estate or investing in their health. And yeah. that's mostly emotional, not not yeah. the logic part. You hit it. I think most people struggle in uh, getting that trust from people. Right. You know, most people are just whatever business they're in, they're just looking to make the quick sale. They're not in it for the long haul. But once you've earned trust, that changes everything. That's kind of what we teach people who are starting business, that you're all about trying to develop trust with people who are interested in, in you. It's not about closing a quick sale. Absolutely Your long-term not. future is highly dependent on how many people trust you. And, so you know, true. you just don't want to change that. You don't want to sacrifice that by any means, right? No, and I think one with, with chiropractors, when we're coming out, you know, a chiropractor comes out of school, you know, with over $100,000 in debt, maybe maybe more, maybe a lot more. Um, they have no practice. They have no income. They have student loan payments due. Patient comes in and you say, okay, you know, Mrs. Jones, uh, based on, you know, our exam, we need to see you twice a week for two months. And Mrs. Jones says, well, no, I want to only come once. And the chiropractor thinks, oh my gosh, well, if Mrs. Jones doesn't pay me that $45 once a week, I'm not paying my rent. So, okay, Mrs. Jones, that erodes you. Because, you know, in, initially you think, I just need to do whatever. I'll do whatever they want. I need to have somebody coming in. But as you're in practice longer, your confidence goes up, your certainty goes up. And I would say to Mrs. Jones, you know what? I understand that, ma'am. If this isn't right for you right now, you know, let's hold off till it's a priority for you. Let's do it right because if we don't see you on the appropriate schedule, your body's not going to change. You're not going to get better. And when I've told people that they, and I, and I mean it for real, they often will go, either they say, you know what? Okay, let's do it the right way. Or they'll say, I really appreciate that, Dr. Pete. I'm going to go off and save up and come back and do it right with you. Because if you, you know, you got to be, you want to be caring, but you at the same time, you want to be solid about if that's actually what that person needs, you're not doing them a service. Because what will happen is they won't come off, they won't come as often as they need to, they won't get the results, and then they're going to go, forget this, it's not worth my time and money, this chiropractic thing's not doing what it needs to do. 
So and that's something that's learned through experience. Time, yeah, what had to be for me anyway. Convi- yeah, conviction in your message. What are you doing with your own uh, family or your kids? Do you give them treatment regularly? So the kids get adjusted. I say I check them about every two weeks. We have a very. Um, I grew up not very. I'm going to say not very healthy in terms of I was sick a lot. I was on antibiotics all the time for. I had my tonsils out. Uh, but that was the, a lot of the model back then. You know, my parents are awesome, but, you know, they, my dad's from, was born in Italy, came here. And just to have a doctor that you could go to was a, was a oh. phenomenal thing, right? Doctor says, take pills. Thank you so much, doctor. And, and as I learned and my wife learned, you know, we wanted to have our kids grow up ha- healthy and do things so they would not need intervention. So, you know, two of the kids have, I, I think two of our kids have never been on a medication one of them might have had antibiotics one time. Um, they're healthy. They get sick once in a while, but they bounce back, and they they don't miss a lot of school because of that. And a big part of that is um, keep you know keeping them adjusted and caring for them, uh, caring for their spine and nervous system. So I, I live that I live the lifestyle of chiropractic. You know, it's not just hey, it's a business, and then when I go home, I'm a totally different person. So I I believe in what I preach. Um, so I think that's that's huge. Um, and, and uh, I'm excited for them to be, and with all the sports and things that they're doing, knowing that they're probably going to avoid problems in the future, they're not going to really appreciate it right now because they just grew up into that, right? They just, it was natural for them. Oh, dad's going to adjust you, you know, every once in a while. It's just normal, right? But it's kind of cool thinking that, you know, they're going to grow up with an advantage that maybe that explains why I was never good at sports. But maybe then they're very good. <laughs> Part of that's yeah, my way. If you want to use that, if you want to use that, we'll component, go in, yeah, we'll... But, well, anyway. <laughs> But uh, just say what you said about uh, doctors. Our father, who is um, 79 right now, hadn't been to a doctor in about 25 or 30 years. And I don't yeah. know if that's a good or bad thing. You know, yeah. he's probably having some some <laughs> medical checkups. Um, we had to get some dental surgery. And the uh, the surgeon was, uh, you know, said, hey, okay, bring, bring all your medication. So he takes zero medication. Like his solution for everything is you boil re- his homemade red wine with sugar in it. So whenever right. you're sick... You boil homemade red wine with sugar in it, and you drink that until you're not sick anymore. That's that's Works his that's his solution, and uh, yeah, he hasn't been to a doctor, um, and uh, I, I forget why. I think a year ago we did something that yeah he, he actually had to go get his first physical in however many years. So which is a good thing just to have the basics covered, right? It is, but to yeah. get him to do that was just laughable. But no one can believe that he's on no medication and. Uh, Right. Maybe we'll have to have him on one one of these. You're going so to have to get his about, secrets. Yeah. 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 But, but again, uh, you know, that's it. And I, I hear that from people. Ah, you know, best thing is just, you know, fresh air and this and that. And that's all the old people needed and stuff. And yeah, there's an element of that. But again, you know, our society is towards expansion and more. Right. So you can get away with. You know, there's some people that don't exercise and they well, live to be 90 yeah, and, assume, and they do and, okay. And you know what? My, my dad, for, he grew up uh, running his drywall company. Right. So he was up standing straight up and doing physical labor. Right. Then he was walking around our whole life. He walks every morning. He runs around the neighborhood wearing my grade nine gym clothes. This is a true story. He wears my <laughs> old grade nine gym clothes, runs around our neighborhood doing karate punches. Well, he runs. That's he, excellent. He wears Nike, uh, Nike uh, yeah, Air Jordan shoes that he found some bought at some <laughs> footlocker sale. <laughs> with dress socks. This is how our father runs around the neighborhood with dress socks on. You should do and then a video he's punching of that, the Tom. air as he's running because he he got a Rocky. brown he got a brown belt in karate in his 40s. Couldn't get the black belt because there was an English written component. 
to the okay. test and he couldn't pass the English. His, his English isn't strong. Couldn't pass the written component of the test. Never got his black belt, <laughs> but also never understood the the importance of when you're sparring other brown and black belts to really hold back in a kind of a training session. So he would oh, go wow. too hard and he would hurt them. Then he would come home many nights with his car broken or keyed or a glass bust, busted because these guys would leave the karate school and to pay him back for hitting them too hard during the sparring sessions, they'd bust up his car. Wow. Just had, you know, this was, this was our father. This, so this, and, and this I, is the healthy, but my point with all this is that he, um, you know, we obviously love the guy, um, taught us a lot and he's always been a physically active so, right. you know, he's not on these medications, but he's always been right through his life, whether it's been uh, doing drywall, doing karate, running around the neighborhood. He still runs around the neighborhood and walks around the, at this age. So and he's still wearing those dress socks and my old uh, high school T-shirt and gym it's, it, it's I really wish you would post that. You should take a picture. Yeah, and post no, on, no. Uh, the whole neighborhood knows him. I mean, this is this is <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I, movement is key. Movement is life. And that's and and basically you can judge on a very sort of superficial level how young a person functions by how well they move. And you see people generally as they get older, they stop moving well. And that's part of the degenerative process. So, I mean, exercise is so important. And I think that really dovetail with with chiropractic is we want to, if we keep your spine moving, that's going a long way to keep you young and healthy. Yeah. I um, feel- and again, you can you know, you it's it's where we're at now is we're advancing people. If we are doing these things, we're, I predict, here's my predictions recorded, so we'll see if it's true or not, but I predict we're going to see people living longer and better because of things like, you know, um, dietary chiropractic exercise, where we'll see people now that are over 100 golfing and working out that now is, you know, I in agree. the with 70s. The, with the stem we're, we're, cell research that I'm reading about and hearing about and people getting out of the U.S. and out of Canada and countries like Mexico and Panama because they're not doing it here with proper chiropractic care, better functional medicine. I just yeah. think there's a whole bunch of us that are on this path to live, whether you want to or not. Like, I don't have this goal to live till I'm a certain, you know, 110. I don't have that goal. I just want to live healthy for the years that I am here. Does that make sense? I, I'm the same. You want... It's not a number. It's be be doing what you want yeah. to do. Last Living year, life on your terms. Totally. For many years Last possible. year we went to Jamaica. We're about to go to Jamaica again. I ran and played soccer on the beach, paddle ball, playing tennis. Really? I, I did hurt my knee a little bit playing tennis. But uh, but let me was, know next visit. Yeah. We'll check you out. <laughs> but um, but I was able to do all these things. Like I had more energy last year as a 44 year old than I did when I was 34. Beautiful. And that's what I'm so happy. I about. love to you know, hear that, that. Yeah. That, and that's what I feel fortunate about. And I feel like we all should be that way. And I, yep. I do have the good fortune to have a flexible schedule with my life right now to be able to go see you when I want to go see you and go to the gym when I want to go to the gym. But we're also working really hard as well. But, right. I, but, but I think that's open to all of us. We live in a world where we can create flexible schedules. We can find people like yourself. We can do what we want to do more than ever. And the information is out there more than ever. Yeah, it you know? really is. So. And I, I, I find that that's an a whole other interesting point, which is compared to 10 years ago, I have patients coming in today that, you know, they because of Google, they, they're aware of concepts that before you could only find in a journal or in a textbook. Well, who's re- I'm reading PubMed you know, now. You're reading, know, you're reading PubMed. People, you know, been to the gym and they talked about sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system and, and heart, rate variability, heart rate variability, heart rate. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. And. And so we want, and so when I educate patients now, we're, we're, do, we're getting more into these concepts because they can understand it. And that allows them to see, hey, how, there's a science and how does it relate to, you know, how my body functions and how, 
changing the spine is going to allow these things to function better. So it's really an exciting time and more and more people are, you know, absolutely happy to invest in their health proactively rather than I'll wait till I get sick and my insurance will cover yeah, the drugs I, I need. So it's, it's, I it's such an exciting time. Dr. Pete, thanks for coming on. Uh, where can oh. people find you? So uh, website okay. maybe. So for, let's yeah. do a couple of things here. YouTube, uh, Dr. Peter Andrelli on YouTube. So spell it out. Okay. I'll go D-R-P-E-T-E-R-A-N-G as in golf. E-R-I-L-L-I at gmail.com if you want to email me. If you want to, I'm going to do a special thing for your listeners, okay. Tom. I, as you know, I'm finishing up my book and you are partly the inspiration for that so cool. thank you so, um, so tell you what the email me and say dr pete i would love a copy of your book i will i will send them a copy of my book cool if, is it done a thousand now? people respond i could be in trouble but no it's in the it's in the later stages okay so do that youtube dr peter andrelli if you search dr peter andrelli on youtube dr pete andrelli on instagram uh, my website which is being redone so if you go there just bear that in mind is Clearview Chiropractic, C-L-E-A-R-V-I-E-W, chiropractic.ca. Okay, so we'll put a bunch of this information in the show notes for this awesome. episode, which will be at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash Dr. Pete, D-R-Pete, D-R-P-E-T-E, to make it nice and easy. So if you heard Perfect. all that and you want some of the links, we'll put them in the show notes as well. I just want to say, guys, if any of you guys have any questions from the interview, if you watch my YouTube videos, you got any questions, please, I love to answer questions. Email me. I think me. you're answering questions a lot on Facebook, too. Are you still doing With that? Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, people will, you know, people feel the comfortable sending a message. Facebook. Yeah, yeah YouTube, I, Facebook is changing, so I'm yeah. sort of shifting more to YouTube, but people don't feel afraid to message a question. They don't have to come in. They don't have to phone. I mean, I don't mind them doing that, but they can just ask their questions and, and get um, some information. Great. To, what, they may never see me, and that's fine, but I might be able to help them with some aspect or even point them to a chiropractor. And your office location, live. we didn't talk, we mentioned it briefly, but Burlington, Ontario. The bustling metropolis of Burlington, Burlington Ontario. Ontario. Yes. Burlington is, wait, next 10 years. Burlington it's, is going to be, it's almost at capacity. It's going to be busting at the seams. Yeah. To give you, to just to give you our offices from, from downtown Toronto, it's about a 20, 30 minute drive. Are you selling people on coming from, don't worry. I'm they're not. Gonna, if they're going to come not. and get, I, yeah, I'm yeah. just, I'm just giving them a. I know. You know get, why, you know why it's good you say that when our office was in Burlington, we would have people from Toronto call and say, do I, uh, Burlington, Ontario? Like it was like halfway around the world. <laughs> they're like, no, flight. on the QEW, there's go trains that will take you right out <laughs> there here. Are, you there know? Are. Um, yeah. Burlington, Ontario. Not I will tell you something pretty cool just as we're wrapping up here. I've had a few. I had a call last month from a gentleman in Quebec City, and he said, "I got to bring my mom to you. I'm going to come down. We'll rent a can we rent a hotel for a month? Can you get her started?" Um, so it's kind of cool how, as we talk about things like YouTube and Facebook, you can get a, a bigger, a broader audience. People that so in that sense, yeah, we're a local business, but we're kind of you know people will when they when they know you're an expert, they would fly in, or we have people driving an hour or more to come see me right now. I'm not tooting my horn and saying I'm that, but th that is happening. Is once cool. they see that you care, you're, you you want to do well with them, they'll, they they'll do it. You. you know, once they trust you, it's so true. And, and um, so it's pretty cool. You know where that's coming from. It's all the content you're putting out there. I know you said yeah. you're moving off of Facebook, doing more on YouTube and stuff, but yeah. you do do a good job of putting out a lot of content and that trust is coming from the value that you're putting out there in the world. And so yeah. that's where that's coming from. So, you know, good on you. Well, I learned from... I've learned from you. Cool. So, cool. Thank so, you. Thank you. We'll do this again. Thanks for having me. 
Hey, it's Tom Kradza. So hopefully you enjoyed that talk. I know I did. Um, if you have any feedback on this show, on the podcast, on anything, you can email it into us at rockstar, sorry, at podcast at rockstarinnercircle.com. So that's podcast at rockstarinnercircle.com and that'll get through to us. Um, we really feel like by bringing people in like Dr. Cowan on a previous podcast, Dr. Pete on this podcast, we want to introduce you to people that have really benefited our own lives and let you make the decision for yourself if these are things that you want to explore um, or not. We just want to present this information and we like having you know interesting conversations with great people. So with that, we're very thankful to Dr. Pete to come on the episode. If you want any real estate information, if you're looking that, for that kind of stuff, the best website to go to is rockstarinnercircle.com. You can also check our, our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel, if you just Google up Rockstar Real Estate as four words, you'll get over to our, our YouTube channel or off of rockstarinnercircle.com. You'll find videos there as well. So until next time, your life, your terms.